0: to you by the
1: batmanuniverse.net
2: hello everyone and welcome to the batman universe podcast episode number 30 i'm your host dustin and as always we have with us
1: this is apple this is savannah and this is nick
2: we are bringing you all your movie, TV, merchandise, video game, and general news from the last two weeks. Our spotlight character is going to be Jeremiah Arkham. And our feature, we're going to discuss the history of Arkham Asylum. Watch yourselves, man. These guys are crazy. Without further ado, let's get right into movie news. Now, overall, there the last two weeks have been a very light two weeks as far as news, but we do, of course, have something. The very first thing we have for movie news is that on April 9th, Michael Caine did an interview with MTV to promote his new movie called Is Anybody There? And he made a comment about Batman 3, so let's play the clip and we'll hear what he has to say. I want to ask you. Last time we spoke, I, you know, the subject always comes up of Batman. Now, and uh, collectively, we we raised a ruckus because I was asking you about the third Batman film, and you mentioned at the time that you'd heard that potentially Johnny so Depp was going to play. I read it in play. the newspaper,
1: and then I got told off. I know, I know. It was in the newspaper in Toronto. <laughs> so you yeah. uh, about about the the, the and all that. Yeah, and I and uh, I thought, well, they announced it, and then I met this reporter, Sorry. who asked me about it, <laughs> and the shit hit the fan. And I said, well, I've read it in the paper. I I, I thought it was a release, and it's not true. We thought you had some kind of inside knowledge. No, I don't have anything. (laughs) I still don't have anything.
2: All right, so that was the clip of Michael Caine. As we already know, there's absolutely no information about Batman 3, and the information that has been floating around is not true. So that confirms it. Let's move along to a little tidbit of news. Empire Magazine put out their awards a couple weeks ago this is a little past when we would normally be going back with news but we forgot to mention in the last podcast empire magazine handed out their awards their movie awards for 2008 and the dark knight actually won best picture for the year as well as chris nolan won the award for best director
3: well at at least they know (laughs) they're not like the academy giving it to uh, to another movie man dark knight was like the best movie of the year exactly And the
1: Empire Awards are voted for by the public, so it's interesting to see this is what the actual general movie fans wanted to see happen. So the Oscars clearly got it wrong.
2: Exactly. And then to bring up another award that happened, the new issue of Wizard No. 211 came out, and it's the Platinum Edition. And in this, they have the fan favorites for 2008, and The Dark Knight actually won... Two awards, one for favorite movie of 2008, and the other one was for favorite DVD, and this one was the Best Buy exclusive version. So, this is another fan favorite picks that people did. The fans have spoken, and they've given The Dark Knight the awards.
3: Mm-hmm. So the fans have spoken. Mm-hmm.
2: Batman has no limits. All right. So moving into TV news. Only two real quick things to report. The very first thing is on April 10th, it was announced that Teletoon up in Canada will be airing Batman Gotham Night in May on the 22nd at 9.30pm Eastern Time. So you can check out Batman Gotham Knight if you didn't have a chance to own the film. And then the only other thing was, there's a report that Batman the Brave and the Bold is actually going to be starting back up on May 1st. And the episode's going to feature Huntress and the Calculator as the time of us recording this, we can't confirm or deny this because it hasn't been confirmed by any major news source. It was just something that was floating around that we figured we should report on, so.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I guess, (laughs) I don't know. Everybody's kind of lukewarm about this show, so uh, good news with a question mark?
3: (laughs) With the big question mark? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I guess we knew it was coming back sometime, so... We just know when now. Well, we assume when. Woo!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Alright, so moving into merchandise news. Only a couple things to report once again. The very first thing is on April 4th, there was a rumor floating around that the next wave of movie masters could possibly be including a Commissioner Gordon figure. Toy News International posted up... And we confirmed in the most current issue of Previews that it mentions a trench coat Gordon in the next wave of the Movie Master figures from Mattel. And the actual solicitation in Previews reads, capturing all the action and dramatic adventure from the blockbuster film The Dark Knight, the Movie Master's action figures, features superbly sculpted, six-inch articulated figures of the film's characters, including Batman, the Joker, Joker Thug, Two-Face, Scarecrow, trench coat Gordon, and more. Blister card packaging, no images of the Gordon figure were shown. So can we expect to see this figure? No pictures as of yet, but if we have any news, we'll make sure to post it up on the website and report it here on the podcast.
3: Oh, cool. I hope they do make that.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, so then the only other merchandise news we have is on April 6th, we've reported in the past about some small figurines based on DC Universe characters they are called the DC Superheroes. The last one we mentioned was a figure for Penguin. Eagle Moss, the maker of the figures, have released Dimfo for their new set of figures, and it includes one new Batman-related character, the Cassandra Kane version of Batgirl. Now, we mentioned in the past that they were only available in Ireland, the UK, New Zealand, and South Africa. But we did some digging, and we've learned that they're actually available over here in the States as well. In the most current previews publication, on page 308, if you actually have it, there is information on that page that would let you know how to order them in Canada and the U.S. But it seems like they're a couple months behind since they're originating across the ocean, but you will still be able to get them. The next Batman-related figure will actually be the Riddler, available in June here in the States. So stay tuned as we uh, give you some more information about these as it becomes available.
1: Your entrance was good, his was better.
3: And that's going to take us into video game news, guys. A couple of tidbits about the Batman Arkham Asylum. What was released this week was the details on the actual Special Collector's Edition of the video game. It is coming with the case. Now, it looks like in the shape of the Bat symbol, And the reason why it's coming with that is because it's coming with the 14-inch battering. It's not steel, guys, so it's going to be plastic. So, I know... Some people were hoping that it was steel, but (laughs) the Batarang is going to still have the same resemblance of the Batarang within the video game. It's also coming with the the Arkham Doctor's journal, so you know maybe you'll have some tidbits about the the inmates that are locked up, and you know who knows, maybe a way to defeat them. Maybe it's going to come with the leather dust jacket, guys. So it's going to look like you know one of those real cool journal types. It's also coming with the behind the scenes DVD. And it's also coming with a special downloadable map pack, and it's called the Challenge Map Pack, and it's entitled Crime Alley. So could this be another part of Gotham City away from Arkham Asylum that you get to fight? So that's pretty cool. And that's, of course, going to be the $100 collector's edition. What also was released also on uh, GameStop was the release date looks like it has changed from June 9th to June 23rd. And what that means is that there's a lot of games that are coming out within the June 9th frame. I know Prototype was one of the ones that fans have been looking forward to. So it might have just been, you know, a marketing move to let's go ahead and move it back. Let's maybe, you know, do some things with the video game. So that's pretty cool. But what's also very cool is also if you go ahead and get it from GameStop, they actually are going to go ahead and give you an added villain and also an extra map. So if you reserve it through GameStop, they got, you know, a little plus side for you. So, of course, I reserved mine there. So hopefully I'll go ahead and get, you know, two extra maps that day with uh, GameStop and the exclusive collector's edition. And that's all we have for video game news, guys. I gotta get me one
2: of those. All right, as for general news, we have no general news. So let's go right into our spotlight character, which is Jeremiah Arkham. With the video game coming out in the next couple months, we've decided that we should probably spotlight Jeremiah Arkham as well as Arkham Asylum. Alright, so Jeremiah Arkham is a fictional character in the DC Comics Batman books. He currently serves as the head of Arkham Asylum, an institution for the criminally insane. He first appeared in 1992 in Shadow of the Bat number 1 during a four-part story arc, Batman The Last Arkham. They kicked off the new series.
3: In Batman The Lost Arkham, Jeremiah is portrayed as somewhat sadistic administrator of Arkham Asylum, who has delusions that the criminals he houses could one day be housed in society. The Asylum had come into Jeremiah's possession after his uncle Amadeus Arkham died after going mad. Jeremiah proceeded to demolish the Arkham Asylum before rebuilding it with state-of-the-art systems to keep Arkham's criminals, such as the Joker, the Scarecrow, and Cornelius Turk contained.
0: During his debut issue in Shadow of the Bat No. 1, Jeremiah's background was touched upon briefly. Although not much is known about his prior history, the issue states that when he was a teenager, he walked into a corner store being held up at gunpoint by an escaped inmate of the nearby Arkham Asylum, which was coincidentally run by his uncle. The gunman had already killed the store owners, but when he went to shoot him, Jeremiah seemed to know all about the gunman's hurt and past and talked to the gunman out of shooting him. The gunman then proceeded to commit suicide, and Jeremiah knew he would be destined to succeed his uncle as the head of Arkham Asylum.
1: Soon after the new Arkham is built, however, Batman stumbles across a series of murders resembling Zaz's M.O., Zaz, who also debuted in Shadow of the Bat number 1, had been an inmate at Arkham Asylum for a long period, but the similarity was too much to ignore, so Batman fakes insanity to get into the asylum to investigate. However, Jeremiah is unaware of this plot and takes Batman's insanity as genuine. Zaz has actually been the murderer and had been getting out of Arkham by a series of underground tunnels put in place by the contractor on the asylum's revamp. Zaz, upon hearing of Batman's arrival, predicts it's a setup and begins to plant seeds of doubt and hatred towards Batman in Jeremiah Arkham's mind. In addition to this, Jeremiah blames Batman for stopping his inmate's rehabilitation. The situation erupts when Jeremiah locks Batman in a room and sets the inmates of Arkham on him, including Amygdala, the Riddler, and others.
2: After the main storyline is wrapped up and Zaz is uncovered, Batman questions whether Jeremiah himself is mad. Jeremiah denies it, but in the closing scene of the comic, he asks himself whether he will end up like his insane uncle, or whether he is indeed mad, as Batman suggested.
3: Nightfall Saga Jeremiah Arkham returned once again in the year-long story arc, Nightfall. His role began... When he was held at gunpoint by the Joker after Arkham Asylum is attacked by Bane in order to free the Asylum's inmates. The Joker attempts to scare Jeremiah into madness, and Jeremiah is only saved when Batman frees him from the Joker's trap. After this story arc, Jeremiah Arkham has appeared occasionally throughout Batman's storylines.
2: And as far as other media appearances... Although Dr. Arkham did not appear in Batman the Animated Series, a character called Dr. Bartholomew was created in his place and was somewhat naive instead of calculating and antagonistic like Jeremiah Arkham. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah Arkham was also featured in Batman Dark Tomorrow, and there has been no word as of yet whether or not he will appear in Batman Arkham Asylum.
3: And that can be a very cool tidbit for... For fans that didn't know about Jeremiah Arkham, you know? Once he play the video game, they might find out who he is. Right.
1: I hope he turns up in that video game.
3: The work
0: offered by organized crime must have an attraction to the insane.
2: Okay, so that's going to move us into our feature, and we are going to discuss the history of Arkham Asylum and a bunch of little facts about Arkham Asylum. All right, so as we know, Arkham Asylum is the home to many of the DC Comics universe worst enemies of batman such as the joker and two-face let's go over some of the origins of arkham asylum the one-shot graphic novel arkham asylum a serious house on serious earth establishes that the asylum is named after elizabeth arkham founder amadeus arkham's mother the original name of the asylum is arkham hospital its dark history begins in the early 1900s when arkham's mother having suffered from a mental illness Most of her life commits suicide. It is later revealed that her son actually euthanizes her and represses the memory. Amadeus Arkham decides then, as the sole heir to the Arkham estate, to remodel his family home known as Mercy Mansion in order to properly treat the mentally ill so others might not suffer as his mother had. Prior to the period of the hospital's remodeling, Arkham treated patients at the State Psychiatric Hospital in Metropolis where he and his wife Constance and daughter Harriet have been living for quite some time.
3: Upon telling his family of his plans, they moved back to his family home to oversee the remodeling. While there, Arkham receives a call from the police notifying him that Martin Mad Dog Hawkins, a serial killer referred to as Arkham by Metropolis Penitentiary while at State Psychiatric Hospital, had escaped from prison and seeks his considered opinion on the murderer's state of mind. Shortly after, Arkham returns to his house to find his front door wide open. Inside, he discovers the rape and mutilated bodies of his wife and daughter in an upstairs room, Hawkins having carved his nickname on Harriet's body.
0: Despite this family tragedy, the Elizabeth Arkham Asylum for the Criminally Insane officially opens that November. One of its first patients is Martin Hawkins whom Arkham assists on personally treating. After treating Hawkins for six months, Arkham straps him to the electroshock couch and deliberately and purposefully electrocutes him. The death is treated as an accident, but contributes to Arkham's gradual descent into madness, which he begins to believe is his birthright. Eventually, Arkham is institutionalized in his own hospital where he dies.
1: And regarding the publication history of Arkham Asylum, It first appeared in 1974 in Batman number 258 by Dennis O'Neill and in this story it's named as Arkham Hospital, although it is clear what kind of hospital it is. Arkham Asylum first appeared in another O'Neill story the following year, but it was not until 1979 that Arkham Asylum completely replaced Arkham Hospital and the occasional Arkham Sanitarium as the institution's name. By 1979, the move to have the asylum closer to Gotham had begun. That was completed in 1980, when Batman No. 326 by Len Wein described the asylum's location deep in the suburbs of Gotham City. Perhaps for this reason, Batman No. 326 is listed in some histories as the first appearance of Arkham Asylum. It was also Wein who, in 1985's Who's Who No. 1, created its current backstory.
2: Arkham Asylum had been demolished or destroyed several times in its history, notably during the events of Batman The Last Arkham. It is also seriously damaged at the beginning of the Nightfall storyline, when Bane uses stolen munitions to blow up the facility and release all the inmates. After these events, the Asylum is relocated to a large mansion known as Mercy Mansion. At the beginning of No Man's Land, the asylum is closed down and all its inmates set free. A timer is used to open the doors two minutes before the city is sealed. This is orchestrated by the administrator himself, who had the choice of releasing the inmates or watching them all starve and kill each other. In the middle of the story, it is revealed that Batman has established a hidden base within the sub-basement of the asylum during the Prodigal storyline known as the Northwest Batcave. During No Man's Land, the Joker and Harley Quinn take over Arkham. With the sole exception of the Riddler, the inmates elect to remain in the cut-off Gotham City. And as we know in the current issues, Batman Battle for the Cowl, number one, Arkham Asylum has been blown up by Black Mask. Mm. So let's go over some Uh of the famous inmates. The list goes on and on, but generally I think a big misconception through people is that all of batman's villains end up in arkham asylum and that's not true it's batman's villains that are literally insane not just blunt and want to shoot people
0: right most of the mobsters <laughs> yeah. get out of get out of that and go to i guess blackgate yeah
1: mm.
2: so some of the notable villains we know black mask bane even though I would, I would honestly think Bane would be more towards the Blackgate. And Calendar Man, the Cavalier, all the Clayfaces, Firefly, Harley Quinn, who, as we also know, has, was an actual doctor at Arkham Asylum when <laughs> he first started out, Joker, Killer Moth, Mad Hatter, Maxie Zeus, Mr. Freeze, Penguin, Poison Ivy, Riddler, Scarecrow, Two-Face, and the Ventriloquist.
0: It actually surprises me that the Penguin's been in there.
1: I was reading, actually, that not everyone in there is insane. Like, apparently Mr. Freeze is not actually officially insane, but he's in there because they've got the sort of facilities to keep him in. That might be the same same case with Bane as well, and maybe the Penguin.
3: Hmm. You know, one that they should I mean, really should not be in there as Mr. Zaz. That dude is just vicious. <laughs> I, I think, you know, put him put him on death row already because that guy's done.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of interesting that I guess whatever state Gotham is in, they clearly don't have the death penalty.
2: Or yeah. Mr. Zaz
0: would not be around anymore.
3: Yeah, I mean, the ones that really need it is Maxi Zeus, man. That guy's. He's nuts.
2: Yeah. What's interesting about the death penalty aspect though is that you could still argue that these people are literally insane because they do what they do. That's true. So that's 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 the whole idea of, you know, getting off because you're insane and, and not going on death row.
0: Right. Wasn't there a story where a sane ish mobster went truly insane because he decided, oh, well, I'm going to pretend to be crazy and go to Arkham.
2: Yes, that was uh, Arkham Asylum Living Hell.
0: Oh, yeah. hmm That was an interesting uh, he concept.
2: there, And then there was another story where there was a person who was sent to Arkham Asylum, was completely innocent. His lawyer played the insane card just because he didn't want him to go to jail. He goes to Arkham Asylum, continues to say he's innocent, he's, he didn't do anything wrong, he sees a doctor who is actually at the point in time is um, Jane Doe uh, disguising herself as the doctor. And the, she convinces him that she, he's doing something wrong. He's actually He actually ends up going completely insane and kills somebody the day that the court system calls Arkham Asylum and says he's not insane, he didn't do anything wrong
0: yeah I love that story I have I mean it's horrifying, but I love that story <laughs> I have that one issue it's kind of interesting because I don't know how many Sweeney Todd fans there are out there, but I am and Woo-hoo! there's a little cameo by Sweeney Todd in that issue. I was like, dude, that's awesome and he would so be an arkham <laughs> so yeah he would <laughs> that, that's a great issue and I love that he decides his Whole inner monologue, the innocent guy. It's chilling and really well written. It's amazing.
2: Now, one thing that I'd like to mention is that there's some other, there's a plenty of other people who've been inmates at Arkham Asylum. But at one point, there was a a list of escaped Arkham inmates on the Batcave computer, and two of the inmates was actually Doug Monick and Norm Brayfogle, which were the writer and artist on Batman 492 started in Nightfall's storyline, so that's kind of interesting. Norm Breitfogle seems to appear in comic. his name seems to appear in comics a little more than most artists, and if you listen to the comic cast, we talk about that in the last podcast as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Batman himself has been in there, as we mentioned earlier, he was in Shadow of the Bat number four. he was in Arkham Asylum. Nightwing more recently has been in Arkham Asylum. Which was, was weird. Yeah, he was committed as Peru Lunaire in Batman number 678. Plenty of heroes have actually been inmates at Arkham Asylum, and some of those would include Satana, Plastic Man, Adam Strange, as well. So it's kind of interesting how even some heroes end up in Arkham Asylum. Mm hmm. Okay, so now let's discuss some of the graphic novels that have actually featured Arkham Asylum. One of the more prominent ones was Dark Knight Returns. It depicts Arkham home for the emotionally troubled, obviously renaming it due to the change in times and political correctness. Joker is actually housed in Arkham Asylum in a catatonic state since Batman disappeared.
3: The loss is just too great for him.
1: That always comes back to the idea, doesn't it? That Batman always wonders, are these villains created because of his presence? So that book made you think Batman sort of retired for a while and the Joker retired as well. And he only came back because the Batman returned. So I always think that's an interesting concept in the Batman comics.
0: Yeah. Okay, as
2: we mentioned earlier, Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth. We're not going to really go over that one. That basically gives the back history of Arkham Asylum. Great book.
0: Yeah, it is. Well mm-hmm. yeah. You either love, love it or you hate it and I love it, so <laughs>
2: I'm gonna say it's a great book. That was a book that was actually written by Grant Morrison, and I wanna say that was actually Grant Morrison's first work on any kind of Batman material. All right, so the next one there was a mini series called Arkham Asylum Living Hell. It consisted of six issues and this one actually gave Arkham Asylum some Different looks from different points of view. Some of them were from Jeremiah Arkham, um, a psychiatrist called Ann Carver, the the guards, and some of the inmates. There's a particular focus on some of the very unknown residents that coincidentally are reappearing now and becoming more important to the Batman comics. The first one would be Jane Doe, which is appearing in Battle for the Cowl. Junkyard Dog, Doodlebug, Lunkhead, Death Rattle, and Humpty Dumpty. Now, some of these people have actually been featured before. Humpty Dumpty has appeared in some other comics, as well as, like I said, Jane Doe. But Doodlebug, Lunkhead, Death Rattle, and Junkyard Dog have really only appeared in this specific series, and not really have had much history besides maybe a cameo here or there. Now what's interesting in this story is that there's an investor, his name is Warren the Great White Shark White, and he gets incarcerated in Arkham Asylum. He is facing charges of fraud and pleads insanity and has himself committed to Arkham. He then realizes the horror of Arkham Asylum and realizes he needs to get out of here and survive. But ultimately he is locked in a freezer and suffers facial wounds, And now he resembles his nickname of the Great White Shark. So what's interesting is that Arkham Asylum actually made this normal person, this crazy Great White Shark alias that he is now.
0: It's a great premise. It's a really cool series.
2: And he's actually also being featured in Battle for the Cowl as well. So, the last one we have is uh, Black Orchid, and this was written by Neil Gaiman, and this was a graphic novel that introduced a crime fighter called Black Orchid, who dies and is reborn and starts a quest to find her identity. During this, she comes across Batman, who directs her to Arkham Asylum, where she meets Mad Hatter, Poison Ivy, Two-Face, and Joker. Arkham is viewed as a desperate place where inmates dwell in madness and terror. So this is basically the same kind of Arkham that was featured in Arkham Asylum, a serious house on a serious earth.
0: That makes sense. It was all really surreal and kind of different levels of reality, sort of, in a serious house on serious earth. That really fits Neil Gaiman's style, even though I've never read Black Orchid. It would probably
2: be good. So going into some of the other media appearances, Arkham Asylum has been featured in tons of different media. The very first thing before the animated series was the animated series was even around was there was a Flash TV show, which not a lot, a whole lot of people know about it, but there was a Flash TV show, and Flash actually mentions Arkham Asylum in one of the episodes. No appearances, but it is mentioned, which is interesting since it's not Batman, it's the Flash. We know Batman the Animated Series featured Arkham Asylum pretty frequently throughout the entire series.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Arkham Asylum was actually featured in a couple episodes of Justice League and in a alternate world that Justice League actually travels to, Arkham Asylum is presented in a more upbeat, uplifting, not-so-dark and dreary place. And the Asylum is run by a lobotomized version of the... The Joker. So that's that's kind of interesting. The other TV show that has appeared in is The Batman, or was featured as a hulking—I wouldn't say hulking skyscraper, but it was probably about a six-story building that looked like a skyscraper that wasn't super tall.
0: Looks like what I pictured Dracula's castle. So <laughs> gates and stuff like that. <laughs> If that gives you an idea.
2: <laughs> All right, and then moving on to some of the films, we know that Arkham Asylum actually was featured in Batman Forever and Batman
1: and Robin. Can I just, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to do something that I think the Batman universe has never done before, and I'm going to compliment Joel Schumacher. What? I think that his, his Arkham Asylum in those films looked like how I want Arkham Asylum to look like. It, apart from the green lightning and stuff like that, I thought that Arkham Asylum looked really good in those films, uh, the castle and everything, uh, because that's exactly how I wanted it to look. And also, what I love about Arkham Asylum is the fact that the, the guards are always completely useless and the villains always escape. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> they should invest yeah. a bit in some tighter security, I think. Yeah, does anyone agree with me? Does anyone think Schumacher's Arkham Asylum looks good?
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say yes, it, it was a good version. But I'm not going to compliment Shoemaker on that because, for all we know, it wasn't him who had that thought of that at all.
1: Oh, okay. Well I'll, I'll retract that and say whoever designed that Alchemist Island, and they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, I yeah it. I'll.
3: Uh, yeah, I will give it. I will give it to the artist whoever was doing the set designs. I would credit him. <laughs> so, yeah, that was
1: that was a good article, Sorry, Joel. You nearly got a compliment, but not quite.
2: <laughs> Joel, you'll never get a compliment from this podcast. Alright, so then in uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, the final battle between Batman and the Joker actually took place in an abandoned Arkham. It was never said why it was abandoned, but the final battle was taking place, and this was where Robin was brainwashed into a younger version of the Joker. Then in Batman Begins, we know that Arkham Asylum had a much bigger role in the film, actually majority of the things that were going on with Jonathan Crane actually working outside of Arkham Asylum and using the patients as guinea pigs for his fear toxin. It's also where he was putting the fear toxin into the water supply as well as this is where Batman saves Rachel Dawes from and then proceeds later on to find out about the water supply and then get out of Arkham Asylum.
1: Most, most people weren't very, well, some people weren't very happy with that depiction of Arkham Asylum. I thought it looked a bit ordinary. But uh, I think, you know, that's, that fits into Nolan's style, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I liked it in that world. Especially, I liked the idea that they were their own island and they seemed like they were kind of like a self-sufficient island of crazy people, which was mm. interesting. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I I, I always like the 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 Arkham that's kind of like on the outskirts, like in the 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 Gotham City Racer video game. Arkham's like kind of like on the outskirts, and you always have to travel to there. I kind of like that one, but Nolan's version was pretty cool.
2: I think the best part about Batman Begins was when Batman takes a little grenade and blows a hole in the wall, walks in. There's two guys sitting on the bed. He blows another hole in the wall, and the guys just sit there like they're completely. Drugged up and they don't know what the heck's going on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the whole Arkham sequence with the scarecrow on the horse and the bridge being raised. That was definitely a high point of the mm-hmm.
1: movie. But it, but it wasn't used in the Dark Knight at all, which I thought was quite interesting. You clearly wanted to just well, that was Arkham. We've done that bit because Batman Begins was a lot about. The scarecrow and his fear and, and fear in general and then he he went away from that and didn't use it at all in The Dark Knight
2: mm-hmm. I'd like them to actually bring back Arkham at some points and kind of show some of these people that Batman has scooped up you know in between the films and maybe put in there some people that you know wouldn't classify as a very well known villain but some people that if Batman went in there and you saw the name on the Door of their cell, you'd be like, ah, I know who that is. But then <laughs> the majority of people would be like, uh, we don't know who that is. It's just another person.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. All right, then some of the video games that's been featured Apple mentioned Gotham City Racing. It was featured in Batman Forever. And more recently, Lego Batman, the video game, was actually featured Arkham Asylum as the main hub for all the villains. Whereas the Batcave was the main hub for the heroes, and then as we know, Batman Arkham Asylum is coming out in the next couple of months, and that will feature Batman Arkham Asylum as pretty much the main character.
0: Yep, it's a character on its own.
3: Arkham. Exactly, yes. and, Ar- and, and I'm glad they saw it like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that Arkham Asylum going to be set outside Gotham or in Gotham?
3: Uh, I think that- from from the design, it looks like how how Savannah was saying, like a little island. It may be yeah. a little island, but you can kind of see the city on one of the the previews that you that pans over Batman when he's looking over Arkham Asylum. If you look at the city view, you actually see Wayne Towers to the right of it. So it, I guess that kind of gives you a perspective that it's it's on its own little island, probably. It has to
2: be on its island because it says. The Joker's being taken to Arkham Island. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And I think he goes, they have to open a bridge for him or something in the preview, or for Batman or something. I don't know. In any case, it's on an island.
2: Right. And then, as we mentioned before, the people who aren't insane go to Blackgate Penitentiary. Now, a lot of people don't realize that just because it's a villain of Batman, they don't, they automatically go to Arkham Asylum. Because, I. To me it's just a huge misconception where people automatically assume that these people who Batman fights automatically go to Arkham and that's not the case. So I just want to point that out because there was some talk about um, Arkham Asylum as we know in RIP Batman RIP was actually shut down and all the villains were actually in Blackgate Penitentiary and then they were being transported back to Arkham when they were captured by Black Mask so a lot of people assume that Blackgate is also an asylum but it's not it's just a penitentiary that's where you would find people like Clu Master who's not insane just is a criminal
1: mm-hmm. so a can I just plot. ask a question I was just wondering are there any other heroes who have anything like Arkham Asylum in their stories I mean I know like Superman or anyone doesn't have anything like that do they
0: I don't think they do. That's kind of a unique thing of Batman's.
3: It's
1: Mm -hmm. just
0: another layer of his sort of more cerebral, psychological, combating evil. Yeah. As far as I know. But that's one of my favorite elements.
2: I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know they were talking about um, when the Green Arrow Supermax film was being talked about, that wasn't necessarily, I know it wasn't Arkham Asylum, but I don't know for sure that Green Arrow doesn't have a prison that's called Supermax, or if that was just something they made up for the movie, but that would be, I guess, something interesting to look into.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But Arkham Asylum is really unique. It's got a really interesting history, and you seldom find a fictional location that has such a rich and interesting backstory and almost, well, like we said, it's a character on its own, so...
3: Mm. And its own little
1: mystery type. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, they've made plenty of graphic novels out of the Arkham Asylum just by itself, so... Mm -hmm. The Joker has been apprehended. Batman is now en route
2: to Arkham Island. Alright, so that's going to do it for the feature. As always, remember, you can go onto iTunes, leave us a review... You can email us at podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net You can go onto the website and become a member of the forums and leave comments in the forum section for this episode as well as any of the others. We have a MySpace page, a Facebook page. You can find those on the forums as well as the homepage. And we have been hyping the release of the website. While you are listening to this, the new website version should be up. So go ahead and go to the website website click in thebatmanuniverse.net and it'll take you to our brand new homepage and you can explore our brand new site with many expanded sections that we previously did not have.
0: It's beautiful and awesome.
2: And we've got a blog as well. Yeah, and then you can check out our blog, which if you go onto the new website and click on the home button at the top menu bar, you will actually be taken straight to our blog where you can read all of our opinions we've made about different Batman things going on as well as we try to post a panel from a bat comic from over time every single day which we call the bat scan of the day and we try to do that every single day so make sure you check out all the new things going on in the Batman universe and we and you will be able to see all of the most updated news right on the brand new website we are going back to making sure we put out the news as it happens, every single day. Make sure you listen to the Batman Universe comic podcast, as well as check out the Batman Universe specials. We've done a bunch of interviews in the last couple weeks, a bunch of them posted up, and we've got a bunch more that we're still going to be posting up in the next couple of weeks as well. So make sure you check all of these wonderful things going on in the net out. So that's going to do it. I'm Dustin.
1: I'm Abel. I'm Savannah. And this is Nick
2: been listening to the batman universe podcast we'll see you guys next time
3: take care guys
0: thanks everybody
3: see you
2: guys fighter called black orchid
1: it's um uh, it's orchid unless it's different in america
0: no it's orchid here
1: what did i say orchid
0: orchid i don't
3: know why i said that anyway sadistical at sadistic right i said that right right (laughs) sadistic sadistic Sadistic. okay
1: But it's also Ween who... Is it Ween? Is that how you say it? Wine. 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 Oh, alright.